Hello and welcome to A Light of the Crossroads. My name's Stephen Walsh. This month we're going to be talking to Sarah Hunt and Mike Medallia, who teamed up to produce Do Yoga Anywhere, a deck of cards featuring various yoga poses and instructions that can be shuffled and reassembled to create unique sequences designed for individual use and need. Sarah's a yoga teacher and practitioner, and Mike provides the illustrations. And we're going to be talking about how the project came together and the actual process of them assembling the deck. You can get a copy of Do Yoga Anywhere in selected stores, all the usual online outlets, and in our shop at liminal11.com. You can also find all the information you need on Sarah's actual practice at sarahhuntyoga.com. Let's chat to Sarah and Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, Sarah. How are we doing? Hi. I'm good. <laughs> no problem no problem probably a good idea for new listeners if you could just introduce yourselves say who you are and what you do Uh, Sarah do you want to go first sure my name is Sarah Hunt and I am a yoga teacher and I do a variety of different yoga services throughout London and now worldwide virtually and predominantly corporate yoga and private yoga so either going into people's homes previous to this year but and then now doing it virtually but uh, my passion is going into the corporate world and trying to help the people who are stiff at their desks and uh, stressed as well. <laughs> I am Mike Medallia and I am, yeah, I'm an author and artist. I did a series of books called One Year Wiser, which were about mindfulness and uh, positivity, which I wrote and illustrated, or some of them I didn't write. I just stole quotes from better writers and illustrated those. Um, <laughs> and I'm also the co-founder co-director but not the president that's an inside joke <laughs> of, of liminal 11 the uh of liminal 11 the, a mind body spirit publishing company uh yeah which uh, was founded about two and a half years ago uh with myself and and, and the actual official president darren shill my business partner <laughs> so sarah i guess it, it, this being the first episode we've done about yoga would be a good idea just to sort of give people uh, an idea about about the practice itself. How, how did you get into yoga yourself? So a lot of people get into yoga by mistake, which I did as well. <laughs> and I was living, uh, I'm just like Mike from Canada as well. And I was living in Vancouver, the West Coast. And yoga is huge in the West Coast. I mean, it's big now everywhere, but about 10 or 15 years ago, it wasn't as big, but Vancouver was this big center. So everybody walks around with the yoga mat. And I often try and stay away from the norm. So I thought, like, I'm not gonna do yoga. But I equally wanted to do something to stay fit. So I signed up for a gym across the road from my house where I just moved. And they I just never felt comfortable in a gym. I sort of dreaded it. And I went just to stay active. And yeah, so I, I walked by the receptionist and I kind of snuck out and he caught me and said, you just walked in a minute ago. <laughs> and uh, I said, I just said, I, it's just not me. There's all these <laughs> meaty type guys huffing and puffing and lifting weights and he said, well, we've got classes as well. I think you'd like classes here. And I said, yeah, maybe, I'll, maybe, I'll, but I'll come back and see. And uh, he said, well, there's a yoga class just about to start. And I thought, oh gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to be stuck in a yoga class. <laughs> and I had a, I had that stereotype that everybody often has before yoga where it's just chanting and very slow stretching. And uh, I just thought I'm not that Zen, so I'm not going to fit in. And I went in and it was amazing. I, I did dance as a, um, as a kid up until about 15. And it was just that, that sort of lyrical movement where especially using the breath and 
everything to move your body and just kind of felt I felt myself coming alive in a way that felt really natural and and yeah and then I had the surprise uh, at the end of class which is called final relaxation where you lie down for at least five minutes on your back and it's sort of like the the final stages in the baking process when all the the flavors merge together so I was just lying there quite blissed out loving it and then yeah I was hooked and so I came out with a big smile and the guy high-fived me and said, I told you. <laughs> and then I, was, I wasn't a yoga teacher, obviously, at the time. I was in the hospitality industry. And within about a year, I took the yoga teacher training course. And then I started teaching. So it just felt really amazing to be doing something that I loved because I had never really done that before. But that was always my dream. I just didn't know what my thing was. So I felt very blessed and I still do to be doing, having the privilege to do what I love for a job. And now that you've sort of trained and become a yoga practitioner, you've sort of you were saying you had a, a background in dance and you sort of incorporated that into your practice. Yeah. Well, the thing is at the beginning, when I think whenever anybody starts something and there's no real set way, I, well, especially when I got to London, I felt myself when I worked in studios uh, doing what I thought I should do to be a regular yoga teacher. So I, I had, I had a very different voice when I came in and I, I was quite serious and I, yeah, I did what a lot of the other teachers did and then I started realizing well I like doing the dancey part of it so I started adding a few dance moves to it there's still yoga moves but I made it a bit more of a routine and then throughout which probably took about three years until I started to really find my voice and like Mike does incorporate jokes into the middle of it and and sort of be a bit more fun and light-hearted and then it's amazing because everybody started saying to me I really like that because you know authenticity I was simply being myself and I was making jokes and saying you know when you twist it helps if you've had a few drinks last night because it detoxes you and those are all <laughs> things that I would be like in my normal life but I suddenly felt like in yoga I had to be a certain way and I had to be talk, stand really tall and never laugh or do anything so yeah the dance the dance was something that was great because and often I'll do little dance shakeouts in the middle of class like closing our eyes and just shaking our hands and our legs and dancing around because that really stirs up our cells and gets everything moving and shifting and then landing in different places which is why when we leave the class we feel like we've had this little sort of internal transformation in a really good way. I think from the outside it can look quite intimidating yoga I think there is a sort of this idea of it as being a very po-faced serious test of endurance and strength and and getting the forms as correct as possible is is the aim of things and I think sort of doing doing something like we are taking the fundamentals but sort of making it much more accessible much more fun is is just going to encourage people to come back and and continue to develop yeah and that's what so many people say um I I don't think I'm zen enough for yoga I don't think I'm flexible enough for yoga and there's a lot of people I mean I think it benefits everybody but there's a lot of people that steer away from it because they don't feel like they fit into that stereotype of what a yogi is so you've you've kind of gone one step further with your development of disco yoga which i believe is a (laughs) unique practice to uh, your particular uh, classes yeah so disco yoga i i always wanted i it's weird i found in a a, like a a manifestation book about because i wrote about in about 2011 and i just put startup i put a funky yoga class that incorporates a live DJ, fun music, and a bit of dance 
in and I put in a East London warehouse like it, so it's a typical it was a non-typical place it wasn't one of those places where you walk in and there's a fountain and birds <laughs> and I, I really wanted it to be something at night where people came and it was more like a social event but equally it was the music was quite deep and and uh it sort of it pulled people into a different realm and yeah so I started a uh, it wasn't called disco yoga at first. I just, there was a little bar near my house that wasn't open on the weeknights. And so they let me use it. I just paid them a small amount and they let, let me use it for uh, a class. And there wasn't a DJ because there was only maximum 10 people that could fit in the room. <laughs> and I, but it was all my friends. And what it did was it, I started while I was out, if I was at a pub or something, I'd chat with somebody naturally people say what do you do and I'd say well I'm a yoga teacher and right away people would say oh god I could never do yoga and I'd say well I do something else called uh, and it wasn't called disco yoga at the time but like I said I do something more of like an upbeat one with I play funky music and things that you wouldn't expect and I said okay I'll give it a try so often I had people coming that I would meet when I was out just chatting for whatever reason and and then yeah one day on my playlist a disco song came on by mistake <laughs> and I can't remember if it was Diana Ross or what it was and everybody started laughing and you know circling their arms and little disco moves and shaking their hips and I said okay I better change it and they said no, no no leave it and afterwards when we were sitting around after class I said so what is it called now disco yoga and everybody said yes so then it became disco yoga <laughs> and and then what happened is, unfortunately, a couple months after that, the, the bar shut down. Or I said, no, it, it uh, turned into a full-time. They got the license to work in the week as well. So I stopped for about six months. And then Rosie, who is my business partner in Disco Yoga, contacted me. And she said, I heard what you're doing. That's so cool. I'm a DJ outside of my day job. And I would love to partner up with you and make it quite different. Like have a glitter station before, have the drink after if they want. And, you know, make it a big event that we do it at festivals and corporate events. And yeah, we did that. And then that's when it became disco yoga. And we've done it at lots of big, yeah, like I said, corporate events. We've done it at festivals for over 800 people. And it is, it's amazing because it's, it really takes the seriousness out of normal yoga. But at the same time, we do have the still of the serious bit at the beginning and the end to ground people. And, and uh, yeah, and everybody says, you know, it, it really takes them out of their body and because out of their mind into their body. So it's been great. It must have been quite a sort of revelatory moment when the disco tune drops and everyone starts laughing. So immediately you're like, oh, this relax. It's, it's almost impossible not to smile, not to be happy exactly. when you're listening to disco music. There's like something about it, isn't there, with the beat and just the whole sort of feel of it is is designed so to relax you. No, it's great. And it's just it. the classes are, are very different. I've got lots of people smiling at me now versus a lot of people being very serious. And beating themselves up if they fall <laughs> in a challenge <laughs> pose. <laughs> and obviously, in terms of the Limon and Eleven angle, it was the development of uh, the deck that you uh, created with Mike. I just wondered what the initial process was for for bringing that project together. Was that was that your idea? Was it something that Limon and Eleven approached you to do? Well, I was teaching Darren and his wife privately. Darren, the president, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Mrs. Yep. Mrs. President. And uh, yeah, so Darren approached me and he said, uh, I've, after we finished our private class one day, he said, he started talking about Mike and their ideas and they'd love to do something with yoga cards. And uh, yeah, and I had sort of thought about this in my past as well. So it just seemed brilliant. And the thing I love about collaborating with people is everybody can combine their skills. Yeah, Mike obviously is an amazing illustrator and then Darren had the idea behind it and it all just sort of worked really well. And 
what I love about it is that you can do yoga anywhere and everybody thinks it. me originally as well you have to spend an hour with a mat out and do it quite seriously no you can just pull out a few cards and you can break into a pose in the middle of your living room or in the middle of your kitchen or your garden and you can do it on your own terms and you don't need a treadmill you don't need a gym you don't need the weight room to do it so that's great you just use your own body and the cards are inspiration for people to bring that into their lives so that they don't have excuses anymore not to do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i guess the sort of the theme and the structure of it where as you say it's designed that you can do it anywhere and the cards are broken down into individual poses so it's not a case of you have to do it for 60 minutes or however you just do as much as you can wherever you can that sort of exactly. ties into your own sort of philosophy in terms of opening up the idea of of yoga to a, a broader uh, audience and then the way the cards are developed is there's sort of three different ways you can do them you can do a random shuffle almost like tarot cards where you just pull some out and we believe that that's what you're meant to do on that day or that moment and then also you can pick your own poses and make your own sequence or you can do one of the 10 sequence that sequences that i designed that are based on different energy levels timings moods things like that so you can almost sort of grow as a yoga practitioner and do it using the deck itself. You can work at your own pace and move across into different elements of the disciplines you feel more comfortable. Yeah, and it's also good for teaching and uh, planning and that sort of thing. Uh, there is, I wonder if there's an element, because at Liminal we do um, lots of tarot deck. And so I, I've thought about with this project if there is a, uh, a connection there with like divination. Like if you keep pulling this certain pose, you know, if you do like a five card, spread slash routine and you keep pulling this one pose and it's like ah oh, clearly my body is telling me you know the yeah, cards are telling totally. me my body needs this thing so um but yeah we haven't unlocked unlocked that element of it yet really <laughs> <laughs> i always hate certain poses that involve core and when i got my deck in the mail i kept pulling i did keep pulling out boat pose which is core i went damn it ah, there you go <laughs> yeah that's exactly it so mike Darren was doing yoga, and obviously Sarah was doing yoga. Were you a yoga practitioner before getting involved in this project? Uh, I had done it in the past, you know, here or there. So maybe 10 sessions in my whole life. But this was two years ago, so I was, two, so I was only 33, not 35. So 10 sessions, not two, you know, this is a bit more impressive. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, no, yeah, I'd only done a couple lessons. Although I do, I, I remember specifically when I was a kid, I would always do, I would sit on my bed and do this, like it's almost like a headstand. It's like a shoulder stand where you kind of push your back up and put your arms under your back while your feet are stuck up in the air and you're sort of risen up on your shoulders like in, in the back of your neck. I don't know if that, there's definitely a word for it. We've done, I've done it in classes, but I used to do that all the time when I was a kid. And I would also do this other pose where I'd sit on my hands and like kind of bend. So that I, I can't remember which pose I'm associated with in yoga, but so I thought that's interesting. It's like, oh, maybe I've done yoga, you know, one of my uh, past lives or something. I was a, a, a yoga That's an instinctive that, yogi. You can't help yourself. Mm -hmm. But yeah, <laughs> you think I'd, I'd be more flexible in this life if that was the case. So it doesn't really, it doesn't really <laughs> add up, does it? <laughs> I've never done yoga myself, but obviously uh, I know fair few people who are artists and comics artists specifically. And I think that's become a huge sort of point of interest for comics creators over the last sort of five, ten years, where obviously it's a, a practice, and obviously I can speak to this better, where you are sat down for a long time and locked into a particular 
pose mm. for a long time. So being able to sort of work something out to loosen yourself up after that is is vital, isn't it? Yeah, but also because uh, you know cartoonists and illustrators are often um, introverted hermits. It's also something you can do at <laughs> home in a small space and not have to go out, you know, to be around other people. But yeah, no, I think you're right. It definitely has. I mean, I, I guess maybe it's just permeated everywhere. It hasn't it like. I suspect if you just went into an accounting firm, you'd be like, yeah, a lot of accountants are doing yoga now. It must be a thing. You see what I mean? It's just, I bet it's permeated so many different professions, really. Especially, well, I guess, as you say, being sat in the same position, which is now basically everyone's job, just sitting and typing, doing emails. <laughs> not, not everyone, but uh, yeah, yeah, such a huge amount of people. Well, also as well, it feels like, again, just sort of viewing it in, in terms of social media and online activities, it does feel like with the sort of restrictions of lockdown yoga has had uh, a, another sort of wave of, of interest have you noticed that yourself Sarah you had more sort of approaches from people to do sort of remote yeah, work yeah definitely and one of the things that I love doing is with office people people are at their desk they have something called chair yoga which is things you can do like I'm doing it right now I'm stretching my arms over my head because I'm not used to sitting too much so right away even just half an hour sitting here my back is starting to release I like feel it. So yeah, it's things that you can do. But yeah, definitely, people have said you know working from home, they don't have the they don't have the chairs that are are at work that are supporting them as much. So I've done been doing some things with some worldwide companies to keep them aligned, to keep their spine upright, to keep their energy flowing, so they're not tired and lethargic, and they're a bit more creative and inspired as well. Because if your if your body is full of aches and pains, it's really hard to get past that in your mind, and you'll just be start to become sort of focused on that rather than your focus at work so yeah definitely people are and as well I think people at the, at the beginning I even thought this as well online isn't going to really work but it really does and you don't have to travel each way to the studio or to the gym so that's what's great about it as well and that's why the yoga cards are great because you don't have to spend the time heading out to the studio you can just do them you can pull out the cards and they're right there and you were saying obviously your, your initial classes it's 10 people in the bar but once you take it online you can have a billion people uh, yeah working alongside you exactly and that's so amazing so we're doing the disco yoga online at the moment and we have people from canada from australia from malaysia from all over the world and they're all doing it together based on different time zones and it's just so amazing to see all their little squares on the zoom screen doing it together <laughs> in terms of the the process of, of putting the deck together was that a case of Mike sketching out ideas for each thing and run them by you or did you assemble a list for Mike to work from what was the actual order of uh, things being put together well what I did first was I thought of the main poses that are the, the the ones where if you've done yoga you should know these poses and uh so I I went through all the poses that we should most likely be included and then I also what I did at the same time was I thought it's really good to have sequences based on what you'd like to get out of it whether you want something restorative or you want something more balancing or you want something strengthening. So with that, I designed sequences. So you can use them in different ways. For example, if you're feeling strong and energetic, you can use the strengthening cards, the strengthening sequence. But also, if you're not, you can use them to become stronger. So it's great to use those because I'm always a big fan of following a pattern. So what's great is I was just actually at my friends on the weekend because we now are allowed to see a couple of people and uh, I was out in the country and she has a whole little studio and she has the cards all up on the wall and 
she said um, this week is a big week for her at work and she needs lots of energy. So she has chosen the strength cards. So it was amazing to see it. And then I said, didn't you just set this up because I was coming? And she had, she said, no. And her husband said, no, no, every day. She's religiously, Monday to Friday. She comes out at six in the morning and does a set of the cards. And this is a person who is a sort of high up corporate lady and never would have thought of doing yoga. And she said, it's just incredible to see how much she's sort of become taller, how she's become stronger. And yeah, it was amazing to see. And I said, because she's never done yoga before. And I said, are you not, do you have any desire to see a video of yoga? And she said, no, this just works for me. I'm more of a, a bit of a, yeah. So it's just amazing to see it in action. And I asked her, her patterns, you know, do you, how many breaths do you take in each pose? Because there are suggestions in the cards, but she said, well, I don't have much time. I do about two breaths in each pose. And then now, and sometimes if I want to take a bit longer, I do about 10 breaths. And she said at first she had to have each individual card. So she'd look at the, say, the balance sequence and take each individual card and put them in front. But she said now she has sort of memorized the instructions just by doing it a lot. And she just has the one card that is the sequence card with all of the poses on it. So it was really amazing to see it in action. So I got her to show me a little bit. So it's great. Yeah, it's so cool to see it in the wild and see people actually like engaging with it. Because that is sort of, I mean, we knew there were other products like this, but this isn't like a product, even though there were one or two other ones, this isn't something that's like a household item, like, you know, like a tarot deck, which has like a really clear way to use it. And people, you know, know now, essentially, you know, but this is sort of a new thing that people are going to explore and figure out for themselves. So it is interesting to see how they, how they come to it. Yeah. Well, it feels like there's a much more sort of curatorial approach in that rather than just sort of going, here are the poses, uh, and they're just listed out. And the, the the fact that you've designed it to work in terms of different sequences and different points of focus with the practice, I think, does elevate it above just a standard deck of poses. I think we could expand that that idea too and do like books. Using the core set, we could probably bring out like a smaller like another side book that has like a bunch of um, sequences in it that you can use, you know, beside the deck. So like uh, that kind of thing. So there's definitely root ways to expand it. Um, and then maybe have people do their own sequences build using the deck and submit them to us and that sort of thing. And I know at the beginning, Steve, you said that it's also good for teachers who are uh, wanting some ideas for how to create sequences. And yeah, a friend of mine who actually came to the yoga launch event she bought a pack and she said she's a fairly new teacher and she and that's what the one thing that i find yoga teacher training courses aren't the best on they teach all the poses but the sequencing is actually quite tricky at the beginning and Mm. she said it's been brilliant for teaching her how to teach like in in a sequence because that's how i created the cards was basically when you go into the next pose if you're doing a sequence you want it to be something that you can kind of easily move into and she said that's what they've been great for. So she said she uses them as little cheat sheets. And if she needs some inspiration going into class that day or planning her class the night before, she will look at the cards and use them as inspiration to create her sequences. But that's the thing, isn't it? The, the more purposes you can design for a product, the, you know, the greater the audience you're going to find as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so cool is to see the one girl who I was just telling you about who's doing it at her home and has never done yoga and never seen a video in her yeah, life. Yeah, that's really and then cool. So, and then somebody else who is a teacher, so knows a lot about it, but still needs some help with sequencing. It's fantastic. It's really cool. It's just neat to, to spread this. And knowing, yeah. especially knowing that she's somebody who's never done yoga. And I think um, with the size of and just the price, they're great stocking stuffers. They're great birthday events, you know, or birthday presents. It's just a great thing if you're giving them to somebody because it's not, uh, it's something that they'll keep 
it keeps giving. You know, you can put them away for a bit and then think, oh, I'm quite stiff and sore this week. I'll pull out the yoga cards. So yeah, I love them. And obviously I'm looking at them right now. They're so beautiful the way Mike has designed just the deck in general, the cover and the box and the, yeah, they're, I just think they're so beautiful to look at. Uh, yeah, no, they came out really nice. It was really definitely an energetic project. And you can see that in the end, holding the yeah. end bit. Um, and when Mike yeah. and Darren and I were meeting to, um, and we, Darren and I would be saying, let's, let's see some of the people that you've designed. Because each, as you see in the cards, each person is different in each pose. And uh, we were asking Mike, like, so do you, where do you get the inspiration from to create these cool people with different yoga leggings and hairstyles and clothes? And he said, well, sometimes it comes to me. Sometimes it's, you know, the guy who I just saw at the, the convenience store down the road getting my bread. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes it's Darren. Sometimes <laughs> Yeah, I think Darren's the only human, the only person I knew that I put into it. For some reason, I didn't think of the idea of putting other people I knew until the end, uh, until I was already done, and, and I only had a couple left. So, uh, but yeah, so he's the only one that made it in. It was it was nice to do every single one a different person. That was just like a, that just kept it really fresh. You know, it was like it, it, it seemed like it might have been a challenge, but instead it kept it really interesting. It was the opposite of challenging because you didn't have to push through the boredom of like repetitively drawing the same body type over and over again it was it was kind of cool to see how much i could push it yeah i was going to ask about your sort of referencing for the images and obviously i did wonder if you'd sort of like done a, a google image search to find various types of people but you were just apparently harvesting bystanders as you went through the world <laughs> well yeah no a lazy artists just google and draw what they find off there so yeah obviously that's what i did for about <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say in terms of the poses themselves was that a case of like accessing online images and just sort of finding different angles and and things to get the best sort of view of them yeah so sarah had, had laid them all out and had a spreadsheet that i was working through and i would just google it look through it and just kind of come up with like look through and try to narrow it down to like what seemed like the kind of key uh, or like the main pose within that pose because some of them would have ever so slight variations um, and obviously try to base it on the descriptions that Sarah Ray has, Sarah Hunt, because um, we have a lot of Sarahs in the company, um, <laughs> uh, that Sarah Hunt created. Yeah, and then I would just sketch it out and draw it. And I was kind of just doing it on the fly, being like, okay, well, I can redraw some, you know, down the line, uh, should they not be quite right? You know, I was happy to redraw like a film or something. So I, so it wasn't like it went back and forth between me and Sarah every, every time, but, but in the end it was fine. It seemed to work. Okay. I think I only had to redraw a couple if I remember. I can't even really remember. Um, I, I just remember lots of funny interactive moments we had with Darren and Mike and I, where we created the instructions on the page and obviously you could put a whole massive paragraph on the instruction but we tried to keep it quite simple and so what we did is we would do little <laughs> different things either in, i think in darren's house or my house and i would, yeah. would not tell the people what the pose is the person they would be the guinea pig and we just read out the instructions we had and see if they could do the pose based on that <laughs> so we'd be clear enough or not. <laughs> yeah yeah those were really fun anyway we went through all 45 cards to have poses on them and yeah, we worked through the writing on each one. We tested them. We, yeah, we, it was quite fun to be doing that. And we really, yeah, I was like really specific, like the writing we wanted. So it was all consistent and that sort of thing. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was really fun. Those, those were good. I think we even did one over Skype. Yeah, we, we did do a <laughs> we session did, where yeah. we worked, all three of us were in different locations and we were just trying to work through them by Skype. Yeah, yeah that's it, right. Wow. And it involves someone going down on the floor and breaking into a yoga pose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I was just looking at your website, as well as general yoga and, and the corporate work, 
you offer pregnancy yoga, a lot of sort of specialized services. Uh, how did you, you know, develop those different aspects of it? Uh, well, I took the pregnancy teacher training course when I actually was pregnant. I was pregnant for a lot of the time that we were designing the cards, actually. And then I... Yeah, because I, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think basically when we pr presented you with the idea, you said, I haven't, you know, I haven't even told Darren this yet or his wife, Jen, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm pregnant. So it was right. I think it was literally the exact time you were pregnant. So that, because you were saying how it was good coincidence because, you know, you were yeah. towards, yeah, not, not teaching as much. Exactly. What? So I, um, so I took the pregnancy teacher training course then because I thought that that's what I would be doing full time once I had a baby. And as much as I love it, I still like to do other stuff as well. So it's just kind of another branch on what I do. And then I also do something called holistic nutrition. And I did that shortly after I became a yoga teacher because naturally you become more in tune with your body and things you eat and stuff like that when you are doing yoga. It's just natural, like mindfulness starts to develop and you start thinking, oh, when I eat this, I maybe don't feel so good. Or if I have this many coffees, I feel actually anxious afterwards. So uh, one of the girls in my yoga class always came in with the coolest plant-based food she was eating and just everything just looked like a rainbow she was eating all natural and, and I said well how do you do that and she said well I've just taken this holistic nutrition course it's a two-year program and it's full-time and uh, basically you, it teaches you how to eat so that it heals your body at the same time and it promotes wellness and so I took that as well so a lot of what I do is a package with somebody if I'm working with somebody one-on-one -on -one, it'll be a package that I create for them and either they might have an illness or a something like just like irritable bowel syndrome or something like that or anxiety and I'll create a package for them based on yoga and a food plan just to help them and it's all designed on the basis of everybody doesn't need the same diagnosis or the same food plan it's all based on what the individual needs so it works really well with hand in hand with yoga your website is sarahuntyoga.com yes and you're on twitter at Sarah Hunt Yoga. Yes. Are there any other online resources that people can um, find you? I'm probably, I'm probably most active on Instagram, which is Sarah Hunt Yoga as well. And then Facebook is everything Sarah Hunt Yoga. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so that, that's where you'll find me. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. You're welcome. It was great to chat about it. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Thanks for doing this. And yeah, thanks for spreading the, the gospel of yoga. <laughs> well, Mike, thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. I'm sure I'll see you soon. <laughs> Great to chat to you guys. Yeah, thanks a lot, Sarah. Sarah. All right, bye, everybody. See you later. Bye. bye bye. Thanks again to Sarah and Mike for talking to us, and thank you for listening. See you next month. This show is a Holdfast Network production. Go to holdfastnetwork.com for other programs you may enjoy.